Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, or whatever fucking time of day it is to you. Welcome to another episode of Sloss and Humphreys on the Road. It's a very special episode today. It is Muggins' birthday. He is 47 years young, and we reminisce on what an appalling life he's had, uh, how bad a person he is, uh, and then obviously I, I, I talk about the greatest TV show uh, alive. Uh, it's a good one. Uh, fucking listen to it. What? It's called Alone. He said Alive. Oh, it's called Alone. It's called Alone. Doesn't matter. Listen to the podcast. Sloss and Humphreys on the road. Muggins and cream, cream and muggins, straight thugging, living the dream. That, that's our intro. Fucking muggles. Tickling the clit inside your head to make you laugh. <laughs> they said it can't be done. Are we in the same seats? That's hack. Ah, oh, muggles. Accidental rib job in the park. Kiss, kiss, kiss. Or am I just being cynical? Just muggled it up on fucking Mugglepedia. Where have you been since 9-11? Happy birthday to you. Yay. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Muggins. Happy birthday to you. And seven more. Se- seven more? Oh, I think forty-five is a good age. For- 45 now, am I? No, seven years from now you'll be 45. Oh, right. Hi. <laughs> right. If you die at 45, look, we'll all be sad, but that's way long. You remember I had a bet with your dad that you'd die before 30? Did you? Aye. Who won? <laughs> I won, actually, and fucking hell, it's been hard to keep it up. He's, he's just got past the griefing stage, finally. You know, now that Gav's got a kid, he's sort of moved on uh, a little bit. But yeah, it's, can't, filled, it's filled the void. I can't wait to reintroduce void. you to him, though. It's going to be a fucking... What <laughs> a Surprise! <laughs> Um, I did. I was. Um, it was back whenever we used to do the gigs in fucking Blythe and all the other fucking weird rugby clubs, Ash and whatever. And I think we were in Rouge's like the, the original Punch Drunk gigs Aye. before um, me and Gav done it. We used to do it at the um, Sport Centre. Aye, like back Aye. then. Aye, and it was when because I must have been 20, 21, which means you would have been twenty eight, twenty nine. Twenty eight. Aye, and I was like. There's no way he's going to say fucking 30. So you, you were basically going to be dad. He's not going to make it in the next 12 months. <laughs> like it wasn't even close. It wasn't like I had a good five-year run no, in and I was, I was living in the fast lane. You were like, pretty soon. Pretty soon. Pretty, pretty soon, soon he's going to die. And i tell you what, your dad took that banner very well. But, hey, and he was confident. He was confident you were going to survive. He was like, I know my son. Mm, He'll live to see 38 at least. Tell you one thing I'm good at, living. Mm. I've done it all my life. Well, I've actually seen how you live sometimes, and you don't always nail it. Aye, but I've never stopped. <laughs> mm, Apparently, uh, 24 hours a day. Aye. Seven days a week. Have you not died before? You feel like, I feel like you're somebody that's... Has my heart ever stopped, is aye. the question. Apart be- <laughs> from when I saw Natalie oh, for the first time. Oh, I stopped in my chest, and I, it's time to still get over yourself. Aye. Rush me some hospital like Matty. <laughs> <laughs> Manny went, went to A&E with butterflies. Ah, uh, he did. Uh, so, and my heart hasn't stopped, but I have uh, woke up in ambulances. Aye. I have been, like, um, in, like, I've been knocked unconscious by, like, the sea, by a car, by, like, a, a couple, of, couple of bits and bobs, a doorman. Um, I've, I've had, I've been kicked in the face at football, but that didn't knock us out. I just, I was like, ah. Owie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you kind of put that as any other deaf experience. Uh, I got trampled by bulls. Wow! Well, I, I just got up from that. Well, you didn't get trampled by bulls. They all jumped over you. The fucking stampede of them, trampled hooves and all, all over us. Around you. All around us and over us. That would as well like flapping off my face. Oh, right. We were convinced you were dead then. 
Like I remember being properly because we all at the end of that. For those of those that don't know, when me and Kai were much younger and stupider and had less of the moral compass we have now, <laughs> and even now it's not great. Uh, it's, we, it, it's like I wouldn't date it now. Oh, I've, I've absolutely not. I would never do the bull run again. But, but that doesn't change the fact that I've got some sick photos. Aye, and we did do the bull run. And that was on the second one we did, or was it? So we done. I we done two. We, we ran twice. This was back in two thousand thirteen. We ran the like the stretch of it where it's not that dangerous. Aye, and we just kind of didn't see any bulls, and we just got squished by people. Aye, well, there, yeah, there was one where they they ran. The first one was aye, they ran, you had to hide in the fucking doors as they ran past, and then we got through to the Estafeta. Estafeta, Telefonica. And then we got into the arena bit, and then on the second one, you went to do fucking the suicide corner. Dead man's curve. Aye, that's where all the fucking people die. And they say people don't die in the bull runs, but what they don't mention is a lot of people are, air quotes, hit by cars on the outside of town Yeah, aye. on the same day, and that's where their bodies turn up, and it's so weird that these cars had bullhorns on them. Um... Yeah, last, everyone's getting lacerated by the car. Well, I guess if a car has a bullhorn on it, it's just wah, 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 wah. that's a <laughs> different type of bullhorn. Sorry. Uh, uh, so I got trampled by bulls, and I just got up. I lived through that. So, uh, but uh, we didn't think you were alive because we were all me, Milo, uh, Shagger, Mimsy, and Milo watched us and Tom, my friend Shagger, <laughs> <laughs> and we all. Uh, uh, we all got in there, and you were not there, and we're like, "Well, he's dead." Like, if anyone dies on the bull run, it's, it's we, Sky Humphreys. Can we just go going back to the thing with Shaga as well? That was Lee Brosnan, who has a wife and uh-huh. a kid, right? Yeah, yeah. And we just decided on this holiday to call him Shaga. No, for, we played a game for they, no reason. No, before we went, the night before we went, when we were all staying at Milo's, before we, we played we, pennies. We played pennies, and the loser had to be given a nickname by everyone else. And the absolute worst nickname to give anyone is Shaga, because if you're nick- name is Shagger, you're an unforgivable person. It's a really, it's such a low bottom tier name, but because you've picked it, like, for you and your friend group, you're like, that's a fucking cool nickname, and thinking it's cool is inherently uncool. So, everybody at the bull run wears white with a red sash or a red neckerchief or red something, everyone wears a bit of red, and it's just like, tradition, and people respect the tradition, mm. right? And we're, uh, we're brought a pink bandana. Aye. A pink neckerchief. And the whole thing was, is if you end up... It was like the, the original Jeff game. Remember we talked about the Jeff rules? Yeah, which is when we were on holiday. If, if you fucked up or you were stupid or whatever, you had a horrible shirt. And it said, my name is Jeff. And on the back it so, said, if you ask me to dance, I will dance. And the rule is, if anyone in the street asked you to dance, you had to do it. And it was an ongoing punishment for just any minor infraction. Um, so I, I, that, that... A bit of camaraderie, which is all going around and bullying the one person. You know, male friendships. Yes. Um, so we had this, uh, th- that that idea, which spanned for a few holidays after the bull run, uh, that spawned from the pink neckerchief. Yeah, if, if you fuck up, you end up with a pink neckerchief. Right? And, and, one, and the Spanish one, do not like you wearing a pink neckerchief. Fucking Devon, do they? No, they nah, I don't, it's a real slight on the I don't think they're on the way of life. Of the, um, I don't know how liberal Spain is now, but at the time, weren't a fan of the, the homosexuals, pink. and obviously pink, the pink to them pound. is like the... So, we had this pink neckerchief, and one of the, the first one was like Mimsy, who looked at the window... Well, looking at the window that's not a nickname we gave him, by the way, that's his actual nickname, we had nothing to do with that. <laughs> <laughs> We're the only people that call him that. Are we? Uh, I, I couldn't tell you his real name. Stephen Daly. Oh. Right, so this is Shagaz's mate. Aye. Stephen Daly, Mimsy, Mimsy right? Aye. 
And I had just watched the episode of South Park, right? Mm-hmm. So every now and like, I didn't know Mimsy, right? I only knew him through bras. This is like 2013, right? And every now and again, Mimsy would go to say something and I'd go, shut up, Mimsy! Is that what it? And people started calling him Mimsy on that holder right now. I have been to Spain six times with Mimsy. Aye. And six different occasions for like bras stag do, for like, um, like just trip, trip away with the boys. And, um, Went to the Bernabeu, went to the the match the um, at Real Madrid. Mm. Like we've been to Spain a bunch of times together, right? And I've never hung out with him outside of Spain. <laughs> He's just a Spain friend. It's just that in the last decade, I've got a Spain friend called Mimsy. <laughs> so he's seen a chest squeaky. Aye, I just, I could feel it rumbling under my bum, and I thought was, I thought maybe I'd been stupid and taken the chair that everyone hates. Nah, but... you're, you're you're good. Um, so. Well, Carl, so th- this this picnic chief was the like Mimsy was looking at the bus window and Milo went. That's where the fireworks are. Um, they have big firework displays here. It's like a competition. Like they have different pyrotechnics companies on each night that try to better the last one. So you end up with some of the best fireworks displays you've ever seen. It's a belt a festival if they weren't like murdering and slaughtering animals. Aye, for no good reason. Right, if you can look past that bit. Aye, which so, which most of you can't. Really, and we understand that. We totally understand that. But epic, <laughs> epic street party nonetheless. Right. So like, that's where the fireworks also, are. Also, you can get like three litres of sangria for a euro. Aye. You know, I remember those fucking plastic bottles that yeah. we just fucking have. And they're like, you can mix it with red wine, but it's already 13%. And we were like, that'll, that'll uh, do it. Everyone's just going and drinking on the streets. It's like being a fucking teenager at class. Um, and you get pickpocketed all the time. Just try to look past that, Amal. Try to look past the... You're probably not going to go home with your phone, all right? The animals will die. But look past all of that stuff. Yeah, just get over all the evil old tradition that goes ahead. All the corruption and that. Um, Lovely time. Great time. Uh, So, Mimsy's like, is the fireworks going to be at night? And we're like, aye, that's the type of thing that gets you the pink bandana. But one of the things was, if anybody calls Bros by his real name, including him, right... You wear the pink bandana, so nobody wanted the pink bandana. So Bros had to introduce himself to people as Shaga, uh, which is way worse. It is way worse. Hi, I'm Kai. Oh, I'm I'm Daniel. I'm I'm Tom. Who's who are you? Shaga. <laughs> huh? <laughs> me name. Me name. The thing I go by. Me yeah. Monica. Aye. It's Shaga. It's Monica. Sh- <laughs> Monica's a Shaga. <laughs> um, so uh, you she just tell Shaga, but like, see, married man introduced himself to Shaga, like, and then showed people pictures of his kids, being like, see, <laughs> see, proof. This I, is how I got the name. Did it the they call me Shag Daddy. Retired <laughs> <laughs> now. And then we get so we after the second fucking bull run, we're all inside the 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 big arena uh, thing where you can just run away from a smaller bull. Um, and you're not there, and we're like, well, he's dead. That's that's him, absolutely, 100% dead. And we can't find you for ages, because none of us have our phones on us, because we're doing the fucking bull run, and you don't do that with your phone on you. And then we, we we got over your death quite quickly. I mean, I was happy. I'd want to turn off your dad. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, cannot wait to cash this in. Fucking right, no. right, right at the fucking final whistle as well. <laughs> no. Because so I mean, I'm born in 83, Aye. and this was in, uh, what, like June... Well, it was just for your birthday. It was just before your birthday, Man, June, it was June a fucking 94th minute equaliser. I was thrilled. I mean, I was <laughs> devastated because you were dead. But you know what? A tenner goes a long way. That's ten bottles of sangria, Kai. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then... And you don't have to buy a birthday present? It fucking does. I've doubled my money. <laughs> I don't get... I don't understand why people are sad when their friends die. Just get over it. Um, then we went to get... Uh, 
I think we went, oh, we went to get some food and there was just some guy, this was one of my favourite moments of the whole fucking thing. Uh, we're all hungover and we're all got adrenaline pumping and we're all drunk. We're just, a, and we're all stones. We're just a combination of just fucked for this entire thing and we can't find you. And we go to get some panini somewhere and there's just a bakery and there is a stag. There is a stag, or a man on a stag do, right? And they've clearly all come dressed as the YMCA people, right? I've I've seen the fucking the the Indian somewhere. I've fucking seen uh, the fireman, right? And now um, you've got a guy who was in weight weight shorts, weight t shirt, red sash, right? Yeah, high vis and police hat. Yes. Oh, <laughs> and also like a little fucking sheriff plastic badge, <laughs> and he's standing inside. And uh, Milo tries to go in the bakery. He goes, and just, passaporte. And he goes, passaporte. And Milo's like. I don't have my passport. And the guy's like, passport him. And I was like, I don't, I don't. Everyone else just walking by. <laughs> I'd be like, why would you, uh, why would there be passport control on a fucking bakery? You dumb <laughs> fucking cunt. Still looking for you. And then uh, we go to a pool uh, to mourn you. Uh, you like pools? Seems like mm-hmm. uh, people, some people say we went to the pool because we'd like to have a was CS and cool down. Was this the same pool where I, I played a trick, right, that I, th- I thought was so obviously a trick. The joke was, I'm trying to do a trick, right? Okay. There was never a trick. The trick was, ha-ha, that's a silly trick, Aye. right? The trick was, I came up out of the water in amongst you, and I went, have you smelt the pool tiles on the bottom of the pool? They're stinking. And Aye. then went back under, right? Yeah. Expecting used to come up like, ha-ha, that's a funny oh, trick. Oh, me and, me and Tom go, ha-ha, funny joke. Nobody's going to go underwater and try and smell, smell the pool tiles. The underwater tiles while your face is just full of water, right? Yeah, people people <laughs> that, who normally make it past 21 have concept of drowning and, uh, you know, and not being able to smell underwater. Aye. Right? Sharks can, though. Milo, come on, Milo goes under the water and I'm almost like, Haha, ha, you got me. Uh, like, I, thanks for playing along. Uh, you, you, I am responding to Milo going under the water as he is just playing along with my silly little joke. It's a bit. He's clocked. It's a bit. He's doing a bit. We're in this now. And then he comes up, face of thunder again. You were going to stamp on me head, weren't you? <laughs> he thought the trick was we were going to curb stomp him uh, into the bottom of the pool. Finding Nemo curb stomp. <laughs> Like, just <laughs> like, like the pool, t- pool tiles, motherfucker. Too stupid to get the prank. Aye. Um, so anyway, that's a real human being. That's a real life person. A dad who's two. got two kids. <laughs> <laughs> but, we, uh, but that's where you turned up and you were like, I nearly died. And we were like, oh, well, I mean, we didn't know the word nearly was in there. We just thought you died. And you were like, oh, the bulls jumped over me. And I was on the news. And we were like, oh, here he comes with his fucking tall tales. Uh, like, everyone cut, everyone dismissed he, it. He had a wee fucking panic. He fucking fell over. He had a cry. And because it's Kai and he's the master fucking spin doctor, he's going to try and get yeah, this right. You're yeah. a spin doctor. Nah, people you say should work for the You should work for the fucking Tories because that's how good of a spin doctor you are. Nah. Um, and and then yeah, he's like, I'm in the newspapers and everything. We're like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And then we start <laughs> walking back to the villa. And sure enough, on all of the news and all of the front all, pages. It was funny because all, um, all of the shops that do prints of photos and stuff, because like, people want to go back with memorabilia, so they'll have like the best photos of the day like up pretty fast, like yeah. printed out and put in the window. And 
And it's like a big giant game of where's Wally because like I mean there's literally thousands of photographers who are taking thousands of photos and you're kind of just walking along the streets going man if I see myself in any of these it's a giant where's Wally like it's- yeah it is it's like um, at the end of the roller coaster ride and you're looking for your photo but like from an 800 meter stretch with like yeah. thousands and thousands of people on so you're just looking in all of these shop windows for a photo you're like oh I was at that bit at some point maybe I'm in this photo yeah, so yeah where where's Wally in yourself I was fucking front and centre of every single photo in right. shots like and they were just like, like See? local gringo does a fall down no I don't know Spanish, Spanish. swear day puff of all um, swear day again swear day is like the good luck thing that you so say when good luck you... please uh, that's oh. what I was just putting two words together that didn't really go together <coughs> um, so I that was the, uh, the the crack was I was running across the dead man's curve and I, I fell. I f- like, I just, no reason. I didn't trip. Chilly legs. I just got scared. And was like, ah. I fell down. Um, I found I was, a, saw a penny. It's like being chased in a dream. You were like, hold on, if the pool tiles smell weird, I wonder how <laughs> the street tiles smell. <laughs> and then I was like, and then <laughs> all the bulls were past us. And I was like, no, nah, that smells fine. And carried on running. Um, I, uh, I got a bit of advice beforehand saying that if you curl up in a ball... Right, the bulls, yeah, the, will bull, try. the bulls will try and gun around you. If you try and get up, they'll gun for you. But if, if you just you, stay down because you're just something in the road, they'll just jump over. It's just like an obstacle, like a boulder or something. They're not going to try and hit you or anything. So I just curled up with a ball and it worked. And I was like, all right, class, I'm alive. Right. Happened in a split second. Like, it was nothing like, it's not like I was in this trauma for ages. But I, I saw a video of it, right, where. I get, like, wrenched up off the ground by somebody. Somebody tries to kick us, actually. Mm. Now that somebody runs up and tries to boot us up the arse, but another runner, like, kind of runs in between and kind of deflects the blow. So I fucking... (laughs) I don't know why the bloke was trying to kick me arse, like... Because the Spanish are bastards. I wasn't in my pink bandana. Um, And then I get stood to the side by the railings, and you can, even though, like, it's a grainy kind of CCTV kind of footage, right, you can totally see the heavy breathing, my cheeks blowing up, like... You remember Pob, who used to steam up the window... I was doing the proper, like, pob cheeks when I was breathing. Let's not do it again. Ah, yeah, I'm done with that, like. Aye. Yeah, I was done with that there and then. That was like, that was the moment. Aye, fuck that. People going, like, every year, year in, year out, trying to get that kind of experience because, like, weirdly want that kind of jeopardy in their life. But I, I went one time, not wanting that experience, got it and was like, I don't need anything no, that's more. That's not for me. I don't even need anything more from this line of inquiry. <laughs> How's your birthday, you old cunt? <laughs> it's nice, mate, but I just, um, I didn't really, uh, I didn't really put too much weight on birthdays, and it makes us feel bad because other people do, right? Oh, and right. people are so nice to us on my birthday, and I get so many nice messages from people that are degrees upon degrees of separation away from from us. Like, people I haven't spoken to since 2010, or on my Facebook while, and it's really nice it's really heartwarming but it also gives you a little bit of like self-reflecting gun oh my god I don't think I wish me cousin happy birthday I am I, I'm a big like I like uh, I like birthdays in general like I'm a fucking Nazi with them like if, you, if it's your birthday it's your special day you get all special treatment I'm a late text is what I am Aye, you're allowed to be irrational not irrational on your birthday but you're allowed to be a fucking bit of a diva and make fucking demands and stuff but then there's people like fucking Gene and Cara, which is where they hate their own birthdays, but they like everyone else's. Like, Cara doesn't want anything special on her birthday, but it was my birthday. She'll make a whole fucking... Bells and whistles. And I'm just like, no, you've got to take it. Like, you've got to... 
And whenever I hear people just go, I hate birthdays, I'm like, that's just, just really sad. Like, I understand, look, aging's not constantly a- fun, but also it's just a, it's a day when all of your best fr- friends and all of your loved ones celebrate you. When people are like, oh, I hate my birthday, I'm like, oh man, you've been let down before. Uh, <laughs> like, all a, that is, like, I'll, nice- I'll fix it, I'll give you a really good birthday this time. Uh, it's a nice concept. Like, I've got, this, I put any pressure on the day, like, that, like, like I didn't expect anything, so it was really nice to be like taken out for a meal last night, and when I turned up, you just had balloons and all that, and so it's like when anything happens, I'm like, all oh, right, aye, aye, there is an occasion, aye, but like I never because and it is because of my the way I, like I'm not a I'm not a very gifty person, you know, when you talk with love languages and that, aye, like gifts isn't on it's not my love language, and I didn't really like buy gifts that much well, I'm really I'm really bad for sentiment I'm I am I am too like you and me you and me very very rarely buy each other either birthday presents or Christmas presents occasionally I'll go through things where I'm like oh fuck I'll do it this year uh-huh. but it's like a because I, I get like the obligation side of things as well like if, if if I buy you a birthday present I'm like now guy has to buy me a birthday present and then we're just buying each other birthday presents whereas what we could do is what we normally do which is just during the year buy each other meals, booze and drugs. Uh, yeah, because I was going to say, I'm, I'm not tight with me pals when I say I don't buy people drink uh, gifts and all that. Like, I'm fucking, I'll, 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 buy, I'll get the round in mm. disproportionately. I'll cover the bill for the meal and stuff like that. Like, I am like, I'm, I'm sound with cash. I'm just not very thoughtful when it comes to timing it. Uh, you know, yeah. like buying a specific gift for a person for a specific time. I, I, and I feel like I've went too far now where if I start doing a now there's people that have missed it. Aye, and then I'd have to New Year's resolution being a better gift guy, and I'd have to be really mindful of it. I just my my gift is now just fucking personalised cameos to my friends. Just send videos. <laughs> just send videos. Go, hey man, I'll yeah. sing them the song. I say happy birthday, love you, and then there you go. Like I'm thinking of you, and I'm thinking of you, but I can't be asked having a FaceTime. So here's one way FaceTime and enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> And it's like you've dubbed in the name. It's it's a, it's a pre-recorded song that you sent everyone with a dubbed in name. Have you ever read that book, the the Five Languages of Love? Nah, I'm aware it exists. That's why I brought it up. Aye, my aunt. Did you read it? I've not read all of it, but my aunt, uh, my dad's sister. Um, I mean, I get on with all my aunts and uncles uh, very well, but uh, she's she's the fucking I love her dearly. She doesn't listen to this podcast, so I didn't need to clarify it, but that clarification is just for me. I love her dearly. But she's the fucking mental one where she's got... Uh, <laughs> her dog lives in her handbag and she wipes his bum with her thing. She's that type of person. <laughs> yeah. She's a sweetheart. Um, but she was talking to, about me because in her relationship with my uncle, like they've got a really, really good relationship for years and years and years. She just couldn't understand. Like They're very, very different. And it turns out, because his language of love is gift by it, right? He's not he's not good with words, or he's not particularly, or he doesn't feel confident in his own words. So when he loves her, because he's got a fucking good job, he'll buy her jewellery, he'll buy her something that he knows that she's watched for ages for the house, like fucking clothes, whatever, and that's the thing. Whereas what all, because her thing, her language of love is communication. That's how she passes on love, that's how she likes to fucking receive love. And for years and years and years, she was just sort of confused because, like, it would be her birthday or her Christmas and all she'd want is to like go to a restaurant and just sit down and chat to her husband of 30 or so years uh, and he'd just be there with a big pile of gifts and be like, 
done. Right, I'm off. Right, bye. Yeah. And even and, and, and they've just got different. They've got different frequencies. Of yeah. What's... But her learning that it made her sort of go right instead of being like, oh no, you've done it wrong. She's like, okay, this is how you express love to me. And I'm so grateful for all these things. But then also, and it really helped their relationship. So she recommended it for me and Cara just uh, earlier on when we got engaged. And uh, me and Cara have the exact same love language, and it's just dead easy. And it's just, just physical touch. Just cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I touch and cheese. I rub cheese on her tits, and she rubs cheese on my belly ends. <laughs> and it just works for us. Nice. Aye, physical touch is a good one, just because that's... I'm just... Here I am. I uh, so ta- tact- tactile. Oh, that was um, fucking... I'll, I'll, not, I'll not use the right names right, but... Uh, Rouge. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of one of your other friends' his parents had passed away, right? And Rouge gets in touch with us with the news I already knew and everything, right? And he was like, "I don't know what to say to him. Will you reach out to him and just say something?" I was like, "Aye, I'll, I'll get in touch." He was like, "I let let him know that what I'll ask him after him instead oh. of bombarding him. I just think it'll be better coming from you because you're more tactile." <laughs> <laughs> Like tactile, I think he went tactful. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he absolutely went tactful, but I was like, I'm not going to get up and stroke him. <laughs> hey. I probably, probably would, though. Well, I think that's the thing about, uh, like, I mean, thankfully, I don't think we've had any friends, or at least I've not had any friends recently that have gone through, like, a big, big loss in their life, like a mum or a dad or a sibling or whatever. But the only thing you can do is just be there. Like, there's no other right thing to do. If somebody's grieving, the uh, one and only thing you can do is just be beside them when they are grieving. Uh, and it then... fucking sucks, man. Like, uh, that, so Rouge, who messaged me, uh, his man passed away when we were, like, he's a bit younger than me, even though you wouldn't think that if you put the pair next to each other, you'd think you had 10 years on us. Uh, <laughs> right? uh, but, uh, but I worked at APS, which is the... Rouge fucking... is the sort of man I would take any jar I couldn't open to. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, sorry. I'd send Caris to do it because I couldn't handle Rouge's <laughs> just dismissiveness of me. I wouldn't be able to hand him over the beetroot jar and be like, I don't have the muscles for this, please. Can't give it here, man. Uh, uh, his fucking it, teeth. He's he called the, the Rouge. The Rouge is like a self-given nickname that stuck Aye. because what I'm because he hated the word ginger. A girl, <laughs> anyway, a girl not it sounds classier if it's French. I'm not ginger. I am Rouge. Yeah, Rouge. Bonjour. It wasn't even that. It was uh, this girl. This girl knocked him back, right? Aye. And he just took it like as if it was her loss, right? Aye. Anyway. She'll be back, man. You know she wants a piece of the Rouge Rocket. You <laughs> <laughs> can't, can't sell the Rouge Rocket. That's worse than Jagger. The, the Rouge <laughs> Rocket, self-named. So I was still calling it Rouge. Um, so I, he, uh, like, I was working at APS, right, which is my first ever job, working at, like, packing shit in a factory, man. It's fucking mind-numbing. You're just sat in the conveyor belt, like, folding leaflets, putting it in the box, putting the product in the box, sealing the box, putting it on the thing, right? And uh, I knew his ma was ill, and fucking, I got, I got my phone fucking buzzed in my pocket, and me being knocked, yeah? And uh, I looked, and it was fucking rude, since it's just passed away, and I just fucking got out. Ooh, my seat at work and just fucking sprinted yeah Aye. I just like fucking like I, it was a blur like I was 16 years old and just utter blur of just running through tears away from me graft again see him 
It's, it's fucking shite, man. Sorry to lower the tone. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I like how you, uh, the amount of podcasts we've done and the amount of things you've said, and that's what you think lowering the tone is. <laughs> like a very nice, sincere moment about being a good friend and being there for one of your many toxic male friends. You're like, despite all this, I took away from, well, oh, sorry for lowering the tone. No, that was you being nice. <laughs> yeah, I like how you talk about eating your fucking bogeys bulg- and fucking bite your fucking toenails. You're like, no, that's standard chat. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, that's the tone we're going for, Kyle. <laughs> trying to appeal to people. <laughs> I reckon. I reckon I'd be good if some. Whoa, well, I don't know if I'd be. Yeah, I reckon I'd be good at someone else's grief, just because I understand that the 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 only honest thing you can t- say to somebody who is grieving, and the only thing the person who's grieving will want to hear, is the following three words: "That shit, mate." Aye. It's the only anything else is just fucking false platitudes of being like they're they're looking down at you, like they're with you in your heart, like they're in your all, all these, these coping mechanisms. I, and it's the coping mechanisms of people that are bad with fucking grief, trying to make themselves feel better in this fucking awkward moment. And here's the thing of grief: you can't make anyone feel better. It's grief. It's so much larger than words. There's no man. If there was a if there was a secret fucking phrase that cured fucking grief, that would be greater than the cure for cancer. Imagine that, four little words, boom, there you go, you're not grieving anymore, it doesn't exist. The only thing you can do is be honest, and the, the only honest thing in the world and is, is that, is that, that why, shit. Is that why the church is so wealthy? Because it's in the business of giving people false hope that there's something more after it for the people that they've lost. Well, that and the tax dodging. <laughs> <laughs> giving people absolute false promise of like another side, or, or there's more than this. And it's like worth hanging on to if you think you're going to see your daughter again, or something like that. Like It's like... Well, I, well, it's like such a fucking ideology that like and you go well so many people believe in it then there's no harm in believing in it and what if there is and like it's it's easier than accepting and uh, maybe it's re- like the religion game is so fucking it's just a, it's, I think it's just a bit of a fucking cheat code for dealing with death which is you can just because re- man like, I would love to I'd love to believe like the, the fucking belief I'd love to believe that like up in heaven fucking Josie's up there and she can walk and she can talk and she's fucking 18 and when I get up there right I'm there and she's like oh my god I've missed you I'm like oh god I've missed you too we have like a fucking reunion my fucking granddad's there all the people I've lost in my life are all there man I love the idea of that it's not true though (laughs) Uh, that's not gonna happen like but what is like a nice um, thing that is true is that like the the biggest loss in my life was me granddad Pete um, and you can say that he still lives on now in the influence that he's had on the people that he's touched right. in that every action that I make is with him in mind, with his like uh, his interaction with me made me act this way. All right, because he, he was a good man and someone that you really looked up to uh-huh. and a positive role model. And somebody you respected and somebody that was he, yeah. he was one of those, uh, I'm going to use the word cunts here, but just because I used the word cunt for But was he one of those cunts that wore the suit every day? Those old school pensioners? Old school pensioners. Uh, you know, if he's leaving the house and going to the shops, he'll have like, a, a tie and a, like, a jacket uh-huh. on. Like, he, he, uh, he, was, uh, he was really presentable all the time. I, I, I like that. I mean, it's it's, it, but it's also like I mean, the, the people that do that now are psychopaths. But uh, like back in the fucking, but you day, know, like if you're wartime RAF, you've you've got you're decorated. You uh, know, like, you've got every fucking day of your fucking <laughs> teenage years and your fucking twenties and thirties was you were in a fucking suit every day. It was an army fucking suit. Like it, yeah. you've got just got that routine regimented into you. Mm-hmm. And also, it's not a fucking bad routine to have. I say as I fucking sit here. 
in jammy bottoms in a fucking Marvel hoodie yeah, that my fiance's parents bought me because they know I'm a loser. God, I tell you what, they nail my fucking hoodies, man. They're, uh, they're the one that bought me the fucking... Uh, you know how I got the blue Spongebob one? It's Spongebob yes. riding a seahorse. They're the one that bought me the fucking uh, pink Spongebob one where he's riding the jellyfish. <laughs> and uh, apparently her mum had over to kind of be like, Daniel will never wear this. And Gary was just like, this is his favourite jumper and he's not seen it yet. <laughs> well... Oh, that's good. Aye. Um, so is that their love language? Um, oh, no, I think, well, because Cara's parents have been together since they were, like, 13 years old. Like, they've been, like, they've, that, they, like, they, they were that's, teenage. That's, like, unique, like, that's unique to a generation, that. Aye, aye. <laughs> I feel, I feel like uh, that, that, that probably won't happen a fraction as much anymore. No, no, because, you know, anyone can get on fucking planes and trains now you can fucking travel the world and you, you know, the whole... Yeah. But it's mad to think that your soulmate fucking lives 15 miles down the road. It might be a three-year-old in Mexico. You don't know how the world works. <laughs> <laughs> you just gotta be patient. Um, uh, I want to uh, earfuck you with uh, more chat about my favourite TV show alone. Okay. Right, so this uh, previously on Slotten Humphreys on the Road, alone is the one where people go out into the Arctic for like up to 100 days at a time. Well, that's season seven, right? So season seven is, uh, they've got 10 people and they've got to go to win a million dollars, they have to survive 100 days in the Arctic, right? They're like to take fucking 10 things out of them. And man, this is season seven, so when me and Colour are watching it, like this is all the people that have watched all the previous seasons. These are the people that like fucking, that they love the show, they're outdoors people, like they, they do this sort of stuff all the time. And man, they are great. Like the first person in season seven went out around about fucking day 15 and that was for food poisoning because they ate a dodgy fucking squirrel. Then after that, it was like day 40. And like the final three, it was uh, two uh, women and this guy called Roland who eventually went on. And they all made it to fucking day 80. Where they, and I'm not exaggerating the temperature here because we have to fucking Google it. Because America does it in Fahrenheit, right? So they're like, oh, it's minus 51. I'm like, I don't know what that is. It's probably like minus 10. Minus 48 degrees Celsius. Oh, because there's a point, is it minus 40 where they're both the same? Minus, minus 50, I think it is. Is it minus 50 yeah, degrees where Fahrenheit and Celsius meet? Get to the same thing. And it, like, I mean, and they are, and they've got four hours of fucking daylight, and yeah. there are three people who are surviving. It blows our fucking minds. The guy Roland who eventually fucking wins it. This cunt is the one that stabbed the ox, right? And he's done all this other stuff, and his sister come and gets him on day 100, and he's all fucking happy. And his, end, his ending was the funniest thing in the world, because in the last two weeks, he's like, man, it just really makes you realise, you know, how important family is. Like, I'm glad I've done this, but, you know, I've not been the best son to my father. I've not been the best brother to my sister. And I, all this time, just in your own head, realising that, you know, you can be a better family member. I mean, God, like, oh, it's a really... He's like a big... Barley fucking man. He's, he's done some soul searching. Oh, well, he's really beautiful woman. He then wins. His sister's there. And they hug and they interview him afterwards. About fucking, I'm gonna say seven days later. They go, "What are you gonna do with the million dollars?" He's like, "Yeah, I think it's just like disappearing for a year." And we're like, "You learned nothing. <laughs> you learned absolutely fucking nothing." You cried in your sister's arms and we're like, "I'm gonna see you and the kids more." Where are you off to? Peru. <laughs> <laughs> Anywhere but here. Anywhere but here. I thought I wanted to see you, saw you, changed my mind. Yeah, turns out, turns out, 100 days of self-reflection and then four hours in your company. Oh, boy. 
So that's season seven, yeah. and we're like, "Fuck it, let's go." But you what? I was going to say, "Have you ever worked with somebody?" Uh, <laughs> have you ever worked with somebody that annoys you? You've only ever worked with me. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. You and Marlene are both. Yes. Uh, no, you sometimes like uh, when I like worked at the sports centre, you'd end up slagging off somebody that's on the on the roster, right? But you, they're not on shift that day, and you're slagging them off, and then you feel bad for slagging them off, right? Mm. And then you work with them for a second, and you're like, "All right, I, oh, I know, fully justified, <laughs> I fully justified." <laughs> I think that's what he just did with his family. <laughs> I just remembered all the positive memories, <laughs> and then she was like, "We should go to Disney," and he's like, "I need to, I need to not be part of this family anymore." Uh, so. That's season seven, so me and Cullen are like, fuck it, they're all on Amazon. All the seasons are on Amazon. I mean, Cullen started in season one. And it turns out, season seven is all the people that have watched all the previous seasons. And the way they got the people in season one is through fucking Craigslist we can get. Because it's just a bunch of people who are like, yeah, I'm an outdoorsman. Sometimes I camp in the back garden with my wife and the kids because they like sleeping. Uh, the guy that's just, toasted a marshmallow before. Man, they're, they're making these fucking lean-tos, which is just like a stick with some fucking tarp over it. And it's also wet that none of them can fucking start fires. The first guy taps out after 12 hours. 12 hours because he's like I've set up my camp I've got my little uh, stick here and I'm just going to go looking around and then he just gets onto a bear trail and there's just a big pile of bear shit with all these berries in it he's like that looks that looks fresh um I'm probably just going to walk away from this direction and then it comes up at the bottom of the screen like the place where they are is home to 2,000 black bears uh, 1,000 wolves and 10,000 cougars Wow, in all, a, the, in all a, them women. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they all signed up. All them women looking for some strange. Man, if I can enjoy, the, if I can, if I can avoid those big black gay men. <laughs> I mean, there's only two thousand of them, but if they come and get me, oh, it's going to be a difficult time. But ten thousand cougars seems too good to be true. <laughs> and this guy, he's a fucking po- <laughs> my wife's here. <laughs> he starts, he starts walking, trying to get away from this fucking bear, and he just finds this like big overturned fucking rock, and it's clearly a bear's den, and there's like fish heads with like you know in the cartoons like when it's those all the bone but just the, it's that uh, a pile did, of that is there did he travel to it on a, on a little cloud under his nose <laughs> like <laughs> a wisp a wisp of scent that was given at the come hither food in this direction <laughs> I floats all the way along and this is actually good because I'm not burning any calories because floating through the air is in you know it doesn't put me into a deficit he gets here, he's like, okay, at least the bears aren't home. And then the camera pans, and just up in the tree is this giant black bear and, like, three of her cubs, and she's just fucking staring at him. And he fucking runs away, and he's just and he's just crying and staring. And she's going, please come and get me, please come and get me. They're like, we'll be there, but it, it's going to take seven hours for us to get there. And it's just him crying. And he, look, me, because I told Cara this, and she was like, well, you couldn't do it. And me kind of like, aye, but we didn't sign up to the fucking show. <laughs> I, I never claimed that was something I was fucking capable of. This fucking guy, he's out there, being a, he's like, man, this is just different. Like, I'm a, I'm a police officer. Like, you know, I, I do put, I, I, I do stuff in New York. I've, I've been scared before, but I've never been this scared in my life. And me and Callan are just dying laughing, being like, yeah, I'm a police officer, grew up in New York, the concrete jungle. Surely a real jungle, just the same. And <laughs> Callan fucking, Callan fucking ruined me at one point. Like, I had to pause it because I was laughing so hard. It's just, he's like, man, as a police officer, I've been scared before. Like, I've, I've, I've been in some fucking weird fights in my life, but I've never, I've never had to deal with a wild cougar before. And Callan just, Callan under his breath just goes high. I've shot plenty of Black Panthers though. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no. Oh no. (laughs) 
<laughs> what a great sad joke. Aye. Oh, so we're now at, so me and Carl have got this fucking great game on, and like, but to the point where I keep saying to Carl, I'm like, we should just do a podcast about a load where we just the only seven people are listening because you got to pay twenty quid on Amazon to get the right. full season, but we'll do an episode breakdown by breakdown because our game is now on episode one. You have to by the end of episode, you put a tenner in a pot, and you've got to guess from just that first episode who's going to fucking win the series, right? I built in my guy based on nothing other than the size of his arms. There was just one clip of him chopping wood and he had massive arms and I'm like... That's eh. that's useful. Aye. I'm Aye, like, that's, that's useful in survival. He's still in it. He's still in it. He's doing good. He's eating lots of fucking berries and seaweed. Callan went for a 22-year-old. They're all old on this because they've all got experience. A fucking 22-year-old. And the reason Callan picked him is because, like, man, they're all hiding from bears and cougars and they're trying to build bigger shelters because the bears are... They have to eat food away from their camp because one guy was cooking fish in his tent and a cougar was just like, what? Well, I'm going to fucking maul you for that fish you've just fucking cooked. Right? And Except this 22-year-old is just standing outside of his shelter, shout shelter, and he hears some wolves howling. And he's the only one that starts howling back. And Cullen was like, he's either going to win because he's a psycho. Like, <laughs> like, if you're howling back at wolves and letting them know exactly where you are, this guy might just be mental enough to survive this. What if you get, like, the perfect tone of a mating call? What well, man, some of them... Uh, <laughs> you start sniffing on your hoop when it gets there. Just like, a couple oh, of no. uh, horny wolves. I never want to fight it off, so here we go. <laughs> well, look, maybe I'll make a werechild and my werechild will win it on my behalf. <laughs> There's four left. They're 30 days in. And and yours, yours and Cullen's guys are still in? Yeah. Aye. Great. And if if one of the other guys uh, get through, not one of your guys, you're going to roll over on season two. Yeah, so, see, yeah, so th- that means 20 quids in the pot, and then at the start of season two, episode one, we do the same bet, and then there's 40 in the pot and that. Right. But I am, like, me and Colin Jerry, we watch it, man, because, man, look, it's really, really hard. Like, they are surrounded by wild animals, food is fucking scarce, it's hard to start fires because it just, it, they get 225 days of rainfall a year and they put them in during rainy season. Like, it's not designed to be fucking easy. But any time the other person's uh, <laughs> chosen survivor starts having a little bit of a mental breakdown, you're just straight, just my guy was just like, Man, it's really alone out here. It just really makes you think about your wife and your your kids. And my wife's pregnant, and you know she's six months, and I've left her out here. And Colin's just like, "Here we fucking go!" <laughs> He's having a mental breakdown. Colin's guy cried for two hours on the shore, and I was like, "Get in! Here we fucking go!" <laughs> he cried on the shore because he can't catch a fucking fish. Yes. What a fucking loser! <laughs> Starting to watch it like sports fans. You've got your guys. Oh, you got your guys' loincloth and shit on. Like, Come on, let's fucking do this. Come on, Alan. You fucking got it. It's my favorite show in the whole wide world. Yes, I love um that you had day in a goggle box on it. You've put yourself in a muggle corner, goggle boxing every week on, on your... I you have to episodes. talk about it, man. Like, cause here's that's, uh, that's one thing um, you, my mum does, is whatever show she's watching, I'll hear about every part of that show. Mm. And, um, it was starting to go, when I was spending a bit more time in the North East, when I lived there, it was starting to get a bit more tedious. Like Now when I got back, I just like hearing her voice, you know what I mean? She's oh, telling us about her show, I listen to my Buddha show. But you know, when I was visiting more often, because I'm around more often, mm. Um, it was starting to get like water torture that she just talked us through every episode of sitcom that she watched, right? Okay. So I started playing it back where I tied her through every single kick of the ball from a football match. <laughs> and I started tying her through every single uh, like part of the fight card. Did she enjoy it? She changed the subject immediately when it happened to her. 
when it was something that she was disinterested in oh, that I, I was pitching at her, oh, immediately got out of there. Kai, this is just very boring. I don't know why you're telling me this. I can't imagine why you would just stand and tell somebody about a show that they're currently watching. Aha! Ah! Ah! ah. Mm. 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 Do you so, not like this mirror? No, I don't like the person in it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, when, I, when I'm around less frequently, it's nice to hear, right? I like to hear it. And also, now that I've started knitting, I can absolutely have that conversation when I'm knitting. Aye. Like, you know, if my phone's in my hand or there's something else going on, but if I've got, like, if I've yeah, just got the my hands, I can absolutely just, like, I can be in that conversation forever. It's just a Linda podcast. It's uh, a Linda podcast. It is. Where she... And people would, would love to hear that. Right. It's, not so, called, it's not called Linda Box, because that's your dad's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you. <laughs> Linda. Um, speaking of Lin- Linda, uh, Barry was on the podcast on Thursday. Oh, he did the, the bonus. I've if you not, haven't heard it already, he's on Patreon. I've not listened to it because it's behind a paywall. It's so tight with that. Just log in as me. I, I don't know your details. I think I'm already logged in on your computer for the last time I did it. Yeah. I'm not coming out to an office to listen to a podcast. Wow. I'm I mean, not a fucking da- sad lawyer. Daniel, we're trying to sell this to people here. We're trying to tell them that you're going to get banged for your book. Yet you are get, like saying that that would be the worst possible thing for you to do. No, but they they live sad lives, though. (laughs) This is their only entertainment. This isn't my entertainment. This is my job. This is different. (laughs) Now you're chasing them away. Aye. Fucking, you've got some gall talking to me about chasing listeners away. (laughs) (laughs) Who's who's on your fucking list this week? I was trimming the herd is what I was doing. (laughs) Trimming the herd. Did you get anything for your birthday? Uh, not yet, no. 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 Oh, no, hold on. I've got, I, get, I got gifts off my mum and dad. My mum and dad sent us some uh, money to spend on my PS5. Nice. And um, my sister sent us some chockies. Nice. And Natalie bought us a bunch of stuff uh-huh. that I was meant to open this morning, but she uh-huh. left it home. Good. Because I'm currently stealing your house. Uh-huh. We've got, uh, we went to the first steak last night. We did. We went to fucking go to an Edinburgh. And so oh, nice. Oh, my fucking God. So good. I just... Uh, just a dead good steak restaurant. They just you are, you have been one of them muggles where like every bite of the steak you are really like harmonising with oh, and letting everybody know you're having a nice steak. It was all voice. I was like, I, yeah, I oh, can... no. it's just, <laughs> I, it is good though. You get you got really like, you get right in, into it. In, in my head, I was on the TV show alone and I just hunted this elk. And I was like, oh, I've not eaten for seven days and it's a lean meat, but it'll be good for me. And even though Sebastian did it twenty five minutes ago. Uh, uh, but what was the thing? Spiral cut? What I've never seen that before. Spiral cut. It was the way so, they marinate it. They cut it and marinate it. Or yeah. Something. So they like cut it in. So they, if they get like a sirloin, they cut that in half and sort of butterfly it over, mm-hmm. and then it's just like and they marinate it and it's got more stuff in it. And it's easier to cook because it's obviously thinner, so it's much easier to get it to that fucking. You had a lovely we pretentious as fuck <laughs> moment where uh, we were out with well, we'll not say names no. we'll not say names but we were out with uh, some other friends of ours and uh, one of our mates was like yeah I'll just have the uh, sirloin please and can I get that medium and I turned around and you were just because it's a nice steak restaurant you were just there be like they, they don't like it when you do medium. It's got to be medium. Right? Man, you were properly, you were fucking staring at him. Right? The waiter was over your left shoulder and you were like, no, no, don't do that. They don't like it. I'm like, that man. wasn't what I was saying. I was like, you, I was just saying to him, you want it lower. Aye. You think you want medium, but you didn't. No, you weren't. Yeah, that was, that was if really you enjoy, said you wanted medium, right? Aye. If you enjoy steak medium, 
take the you, you want to be Jamaican because here's the thing it's not the, the secret of steak cooking is you get it to a temperature where the steak starts to cook itself like it looks pink when it still comes out but that's because yeah. it's still fucking I got I got the back as well because they, <coughs> they, they went how that do you want to do you want a sauce for that and you got all these nice like blue cheese or peppercorn or whatever right yeah he was like no and I was, I was like you do you want to, even if it's for your chips to dip in, man. Oh, you want one of the sauces, get one of the sauces that comes with your steak and a pin more for it. Oh, I, think I, I corrected the body's order a couple of times. I think I think you come with that often. Um, me and Cara went to a chocolate factory. So you did, and you got me. That was another gift I got. You brought some chocolate. A big well, that's a good one. Good well, so nice. we go there. Uh, it's the Chocolate Emporium in Edinburgh, and if you're wanting a fucking uh, fun, easy fucking day, or just out with your mates. It's very good, but it's one of those things where you know when you go to these experiences, and the experience is like ninety minutes long, but like forty-five minutes is somebody just talking and explaining the thing to you. I'm not the biggest fan of that. Like I just don't like my job is to like I do that, and no offense, but I do it better. Like I'm a way better public I, speaker. Not, I don't feel as engaged as the way I, I engage people <laughs> and it's also like the, the way they do it is very much like when, it, when I was a fucking paintball referee when you've just got these the stock jokes that you do every day the stock fucking yeah, thing yeah it starts getting phoned in yeah and, and I, I can tell when people are phoning it in but that way but I'm always still engaged like man I'm, me and Cara are like the fucking swats in class we'll answer all the questions because man I know what it's like to deal with a shite audience yeah like that aren't interacting so you want, you want to be a good crowd for them you want oh, to be and our one was great she told us some fucking fascinating shit she made us some really gross like ancient Aztec hot cocoa which was just how the ancient Aztecs used to drink it before they killed each other and after tasting it you can tell why they killed each other like um, it was fucking really rancid bad. but then they just have at the end of it you, well first of all you get to make your own chocolate bar which is class like they give you the moulds and you do your own one you can add all your own fucking flavours into it and then they take you through to another room where they were just like right we've got all of this just go fucking mental and uh, camel milk chocolate yeah no. Not eh. No, even Cara, who, when she was like, camel milk chocolate, I'm not fucking trying that. Tried it. And the, the pickiest woman in the entire world was like, you know what, like, fair play. Like, we even afterwards went to the shop and was like, do you have any of that fucking caramel milk chocolate? And they were like, nah, because of Brexit. <laughs> we just can't get it over. And we were like, really? Actually, can it? I? They can't. It's, it's because, I don't know. They fucking took our camel milk. They took our fucking camel milk, man. I didn't. I, it sounded disgusting a minute ago, but now that it's, no, <laughs> that, that it's anti Brexit. Yeah, but now that it's Brexiteers' fault. I miss it. Um, so it's so weird that, like, cows just absolutely dominate the milk market. Like, so many things can be milk. Aye. But cows done that thing. That mistake of making a nice cup of tea. Now everybody wants the cows to make the cup of tea. Aye. You know, make a, sh- make a shit cup of tea and nobody will ask you. Aye, that's what goat's cheese got right. Aye, just make a shit <laughs> yeah. cup of tea. There's na- look, there's always goats that still have milk in them. Nobody's. And if you like goat's cheese, first of all, I know you don't. No, no, hold on. It's, it's, it's got a nice spreadable nature of a goat's, goat's cheese. It is good on a board. It is good as like a different thing on a board. It's like I wouldn't say it's my favorite on the board, but I think like having cheese. Look, I'm middle class now, Daniel. Oh, you get away from it. <laughs> I like a cheese board. Goat's <laughs> cheese couldn't do it. There was a chili. There was haggis chocolate. Nice, I think. No, not as great as you'd think. One of them, whether which was supposed to good, was there was a Guinness one. I don't even like fucking Guinness. And the first three seconds of it, you're like that is absolutely Guinness chocolate. So and some of these are some of these chocolates for the sake of being chocolates because it sounds gimmicky. No, like the haggis one, and like the, are, are are they actually making like a 
nice treat for you. Well, they are. So, like, their one is, like, the, so the, the Jocelyn Emporium specifically, because they're all, like, they're explaining, like, about fucking fair trade. Like, this woman farmer will grow uh, two crops of co- uh, cacao beans every year, and the co- cacao beans that she goes on and sells will uh, eventually make fucking Cadbury's 10 grand back. And they're like, how much do you think she sells the cocoa beans for? And we're like a thousand. It's like three hundred quid. So, like the 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 uh, markup is yeah, incredible. Yeah, she does most of the fucking work. Like the long eight month fucking stint of like trying to dry these during rainy season and whatnot. And she gets three hundred. So this place is all like, look, the fair trade label is a good label. They're not as good as they say they are, but they're doing the right fucking things. But these are all chocolates where we know the. Uh, that it's come from good growers and it's more ethically fucking sustained and also, you know, because like fucking, she was saying like Cadbury cannot, like every, like apparently cacao beans are like fucking coffee beans or wine, like every region has a distinct flavour of chocolate, like Venezuelan chocolate is very different. To in like like wine because of what's in the dirt and because of the minerals that are in the, yeah, in the earth. it's all like, different, but because dairy milk cannot, they can't have different flavoured chocolates because you want a fucking dairy milk bar. So they just buy so much and they just mix it all together and all the fucking milk does the heavy lifting. So these are the ones where they're trying to make you a bit of a fucking chocolate snob where they're like, who wants to try the 100% cacao? And if, Jesus, anyone who says they like that. And uh, it's just too bitter. Like, uh, aye. It's people, oh, this will go with a red wine. And you go, aye, because red wine's strong and it'll get rid of that taste quicker. Uh, That's like me saying, this is a this is a really good quiche, but it goes well with tequila, because after the tequila, I can't taste the quiche anymore. The quiche was never good. Like, if you're washing it <laughs> fucking down with something that destroys all of your taste buds, you didn't like the previous thing. You were just fucking genociding your taste buds, being like, we've gone through hell, lads. <laughs> I need to clear this up. Um, and you also went to I don't I don't know what's inspiring this little um, the little days out you're having, but you, you went clear pot painting. You Body painting. You went in, like fucking full Demi Moore and Patrick Swayze making clear pots. Because well, it's right. So the other day, like I I he's trying to fix your marriage before you were married. <laughs> I I Cara has to wake up at fucking eight because she works, and so she just goes up to the office and stuff. And then if I'm not up by about ten, she'll come in and call me a lazy bastard, and we'll just lie in bed together for a fucking bit because she's done her means. And, like, last week, she just came down and, like, man, the biggest fucking poutiest lip you've ever seen. She was hanging out. Like, birds could have fucking landed on it and shot in her shoes. Right. Uh, she was just in bed. She was in a grump. Right. Someone that's rarely grumpy was in a grump. Yeah. And, I'm, and yeah, and Cara is, she's like you. She's just happy. 98% of her existence is, aren't things brilliant and isn't outside nice? Right? <laughs> and the other 2% you're on hold are so full of <laughs> So uh, she comes and she gets in bed and she's just like, we're boring. And I'm like, all right, I'd love to know where this has come from. I've just woken up and she's like, we're boring. And I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, I've just been on Instagram and oh, like Gareth and Laura, they're in open and they're doing kayaking. I'm like, do you even like kayaking? She's like, no, but I do it. <laughs> I'm like, right, okay. <laughs> She's just seeing people doing stuff and she's like, oh, we should do stuff. Yeah, we should do stuff. And also she's like, we're bored. we've not done anything for two weeks. I'm like, Cara, we've had fucking COVID. Been like, in we've, isolation. we've been in isolation. We're not boring. We're coming out the, well, not even out the end of a fucking global pandemic and we had the fucking disease. But I get your point. Because of like lockdown and stuff and because of the amount of time we spend in the house, 
many of us, myself included, you just get so used to being home. And you fail to make plans because plans get scuppered. Yeah. Like, I was fucking devastated this weekend because I was meant to have like three of my mates up for the football. Uh-huh. And one of them got COVID who had been in contact with the other one since his symptoms and all that. And then fucking they had to lock down. Uh-huh. And all of a sudden, like, my fucking plans are scuppered and I'd... I'd committed to them. You know, like me, psychologically, I was committed to their plans. Aye. I'd, I'd, I'd allowed myself to dream my plans were going ahead, and then they got pulled. And then they got scuppered. So we make less plans because we don't want to fucking aye. get burnt. And, and, yeah, and she, we're just, we're all, and, and everything can be delivered at home, and you can do everything at home. Like, I, I do think this pandemic has made a fucking wave of uh, intro, introverts accidentally. Like, uh, you know, people won't go out as much, hopefully, a lot fucking yeah. heal. So literally, just you know, your missus comes down in a fucking bad mood. And I'm like, all right, I'll just, I'll just sit here and book a bunch of shit for the next week. And man, pottery painting is fucking superb. I did it once when I was very, very young. I think I was like eight or nine, and my parents took me to one on the way back from like grandparents or something. But man, you walk in and they've got all this fucking class little pottery, and then you write a list of all the paints you want, and then you sit there, and we were like, this is gonna be a really good bonding, just me and Cara out on a lovely day. Did not say a fucking word to each other for just engro- engrossed in your own little project. Right, because you, man, it's just so cathartic. To, you know, it's knitting, right? Yeah. Something that's for your hands that you've got to concentrate on a bit. There's creativity in it, yeah. and you've got a coffee. They bring you biscuits. You can have some fucking paninis, and you can also listen to the five teachers who've just come in for a coffee and are just bitching to a fucking unreal amount about all the kids they've got and the parents of the fucking kids. Wow, yes, that's a great insight. Oh, my God. Like, me that's and I... Uh, <laughs> fucking make a podcast of that. <laughs> it just, it just like, it was like... One of them was just like, have you got... Have you got wee Liam, whatever his fucking second... Have you got wee Liam Connery this year? And so I would be like, oh, he had to deal with his fucking mum yet. Honestly, first time you give him trouble, if you've not yelled at him yet, you'll know when you've air quotes yelled at him because she'll fucking come storming in telling you that's not the way to teach you. But fucking ignore her. I know she used to do meth back in the day, so you can't do this. But you can't <laughs> just like, what's this? What's this special treat? I'm getting a soap. <laughs> I'm so up, one of them was talking about, like, one of them's got like an 18 year old. So, what were they doing pottery as well? Or nope. they just doing a little pottery well, break? No, because it's in fucking South Queensbury, which is such a weeb. South Queensbury is one of those places that every time me and Cara go there, we just go, man, we should come here more often just because it's filled with just nice cafes. It's on the fucking shore. There's some really good seafood restaurants and there's just lots to do because it's where little old biddies go to fucking retire. So one of these places, one of their coffee places they like is you can come in to this pottery thing and, you know, they still do decent coffee. But, man, they were just clearly... Trying to get in out of the fucking rain. A bit like the games place that we went to with Tom and Elliot to play Dungeons and Dragons, Aye. which is uh, an actual games Aye. cafe. Uh, but the rest of the people that were there were just doing a little bit of working from home, Aye. but not at home. And you all celebrated uh, beating the Queen of Zangalore like it was oh. a, like like a football celebration from the three of you. It was. <laughs> it was like fucking Kane popping one in. Aye, it was uh, Kane the footballer, not the WWE wrestler. Aye, um, <laughs> he rarely popped one in. We've been doing slip one into the Undertaker. We've been doing the Tomb of Annihilation uh, campaign, and there's just uh, in D and D, there's just this big horrible overrun uh, garden, which eventually has a Medusa in it. And I was fully just because of the way you played, I was like, just to let you know, you might because I did it with another party, so we fucking uh, little Ali and uh, Matt and that. And they fucking TPK'd on it. They're there. Because we were so close to uh, TDK? TPK. Total Party Kill. Oh, right. 
Um, so we're so close because there's two of us dying and rolling and there was a portion that the one remaining, I think it was like Tom had right. and he had to choose between me and Elliot. Mine was like a fairly new character because my character had died in a couple oh, of games previously. Fell out of a tree. Fell out of a fucking tree, man. <laughs> fucking lost me saving for us. Fell out of a fucking tree. I'd fought with dinosaurs, man. I'd ridden a dinosaur. <laughs> he fell out of a fucking tree and well, died. Died I fell out of a tree. Um, so it was... He had to choose between the two of us, Aye. but then like in we just we just defeated the boss, Aye. but barely because we're hanging on here. Two of us made that, so he saves one, and then I pass the save and throw. And on that pass of the save and throw, we just fucking took the lid off the cafe. Aye. The the, the, <laughs> the board game cafe, the very quaint, quiet board game cafe, had never seen a reaction like it from fucking three, and also like. Look, D and D is literally for fucking anyone, but Tom is a very buff. Tony, you <laughs> are Jordy scum. Yeah, Jordy scum that's come through, and Elliot is just scum. Like, there's no oh, right, brother cast magic missiles. Like, it's not. It was a mismatch. It's not the client. Like, you were like, how do these people know each other? Is he the parole officer? Right. Is the Scottish one appeal? Yeah. How has he managed to convince all of these horrible little asbos that the way out of crime and, and drug dealing is through D and D? Aye. Oh, funny. But aye, there was just, just people just in there that were like, blatant, just openly laughing at me. Aye, but, but, <laughs> but, but in like a nice, like they were, because they were all fucking, you know, they, a lot of them had played D&D before, and they were like, man, we know that feeling. Like we aye. all, like if you, if you fucking play D&D for a long campaign and you've got a good DM, like it's a fucking... That, that was a, f- a fun thing of lockdown was to have them regular... Uh, Zoom meetings to play D and D. Aye, there was t- there was times where like I'd seen uh, Tom so many times, but in character. Aye, and aye. then when I saw him like to hang out, I was like, oh, we've actually hung out loads, but not had a proper catch up because we've always been in character. If anyone fancies uh, understanding more uh, about D and D or getting into it the way I did, which is, I mean, it's one, of, it's the biggest D and D game in the world. So if you know D and D, this isn't. <laughs> news to you but it's called Critical Role R-O-L-E and it's Matthew Mercer and fucking six of the most talented voice actors in the world and Matt's just he's the goat of fucking DMs uh, Campaign 2 just finished uh, it's a log slog it's the equivalent of trying to catch up on standards from the start like it, season 2 I think is 180 episodes and they're all at least 3 hours long so if you're going to get into it, you're committing for a long time. But I did campaign one, fucking loved it. That's what fully but got me But it's just some very incredibly talented grown-ups playing make-believe. Yes, but the, but the, the, the best at it. And you'll pick up the and rules building as you go along. And a massive story the, yeah. the size of like the Wheel of Time. Yes, aye. And it's just, man, it's so good. It's the podcast that I... It's my go-to podcast for cleaning houses. Cleaning yeah, driving. House, you've got your job when you're driving. Cooking. Like, I'm just, I can listen to this for fucking ages. I'm invested in all these characters. I'm very fortunate enough to know a lot of the cast at this fucking point. Yeah. Um, or, you know, fucking hung out with them all. And also... I, I got embarrassingly drunk with them. 
Aye. I I met them once and just showed them the best of us immediately. (laughs) Are you Matt Mercer or you're welcome? Aye, Matt Mercer, (laughs) Melissa Ray and Brian Foster, we went. Talking us out of jumping fully clothed into the swimming pool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you came close. (laughs) (laughs) You got nothing to change, didn't you? I'm not going to give you any of my clothes. That was the fucking night I broke my ankle. It was, and we lost the car. Aye. Let's not tell that story. Let's go into some dad jokes. Right. Your dad, I've got them in my notes, you know. Your dad thinks flying a kite is fishing for birds. <laughs> Your dad has a cruel mistress. Her name is Time, and she gave him a 40 year old son. Scarf. <laughs> 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 uh, your dad can fit his entire foot into his mouth, but sometimes he needs to take his shoe off. <laughs> Your dad pops zits with his feet. <laughs> wow. Your dad's teeth fell out in real life and now he's worried that it means something bad's going to happen in his dream. <laughs> Your dad holds his nose while eating soup. Am I trying? How's it smell? I don't know! Elliot, Elliot stealing the water park and holding jumping into the shallow end with his fucking nose pinched, man. Aye. That's just... That's I, also... Just I'd a, rather drown. Aye. Spare muggle corner here. I know it's been a while. If you hold your fucking nose while jumping in a pool... Going down a flume or going off a diving board. Get in the fucking corner. Jesus look, Christ. Look, it, it, okay, it's a mild inconvenience and it's slightly uncomfortable if water goes up your nose. It's not going to kill you unless you're dead, like, if, unless you're Milo sniffing the bottom of the Aye, that's right? the only time. You're going to be putting up a bit of discomfort, right? But, like, it's going to save you from having to pinch your nose when you jump in. Aye. Look at it the other way around. It doesn't look like you're saving yourself by pinching your nose. Save yourself from pinching your nose by just having some Nobody respects anyone. Well, here's a little tip as well. Just let air come out your nose. If there's air coming out, water can't go in. Sorted. Uh. <laughs> your dad has no filter. Absolutely zero filter, so there's always floaty bits in his coffee. Uh, <laughs> Were you writing one? No, yes, I was. I just realised there's a spelling mistake in it. Uh, after a shower, your dad dries himself by rolling around on the carpets. <laughs> nice. Nah, he's covered in fucking lollipop sticks by the end of it. Fire. It's a real nightmare. My mum has to hose him down. And then he dries himself off on the carpet. Oh, it's a vicious, it's a vicious cycle. cycle. Fourth one was nice though. <laughs> uh, your dad has the same Crocs as six years ago on this podcast when I said your dad wears Crocs. <laughs> Do you think that's true? Uh, well, it must be. Has he got the same the... Crocs? Aye. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. He's not going to recycle them. <laughs> uh, after a long walk, your dad takes off his shoes, takes off his jacket, and hangs himself up in the cupboard by a shirt until it's time to go out again. I thought <laughs> <laughs> he should dry himself. Uh, done. I think so, yeah. I, I were doing that was that was the bit of my birthday podcast. Uh, well, happy birthday! Have a great day. And um, if you'd like to buy me anything for uh, uh, for my birthday, how about just recommend this podcast to your friends? Aye, we'll sign up to the Patreon. Speaking of which, I'll be doing a Patreon one with. We'll be getting Cully Wally back on if you want to listen to the alone special of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's going to be on Thursday. Aye, and last Thursdays was me and Barry Castanola who uh, who coined the Linda. Shout, so when we shout Linda now, uh, that's because of Barry. See you next time.